Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's been a while, but it's come quick as the new season is ever closer and there's positive in the air as new signings have come in and Angela, you're wet as wet can be as you've been Birmingham, I see. We've been to at least three or two days. We play at Highgate Stadium and, uh, in a pre-season friendly. And the women won for now and our development team, because that's what we call the reserves this year, the development team, played Newcastle Town at Newcastle and uh, won 3-2. But my goodness, for everybody that uh, enjoyed the game yesterday, what happened to summer? I don't think there has been. I think we had a couple of weeks, didn't we, not long ago, and and then you know it's it's catching up from last year, isn't it? Because we had nice weather last year. This year, it's decided to absolutely pee down for two months. But anyway, we haven't come on to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about the exciting prospects that have come through the door and some really promising players that. I didn't think we had capability of signing, to be honest. I mean, it was a slow start to the transfer window. I mean, I think the first signing was Ender Smith-Stevens as well, a player that I massively wasn't excited about, who pulled a swift one as they were proper centering on his age of being 32, and then all of a sudden, two days later, he was 33. Yeah, and that's what happens, you see. As soon as you come through the doors, it's fixed your age. Well, he clearly did, as he's now a 33-year-old. But the players have come in. Ciccino, I hope I've got that right. Um, Dyson's back. Daniel Johnson. Ryan Mee, as I'm well known, that's his name. Ben Pearson's returned. Michael Rose from Coventry. Stevens, as we've already discussed. Travis has come in on loan. I was hoping for a permanent deal, but we'll talk more about him. And then a bit of a shock one that everybody's dead excited about. Wesley from Villa. Now, we'll quickly go on with Wesley from Villa. Do you understand the excitement behind this one? To be honest, I don't understand the excitement about quite a few of them. And that's probably because I'm an older Stoke fan. But I have to say that I haven't seen enough of the person play. I know that some Villa fans think uh, it's a very exciting signing. So we'll wait and see. Just chuffed that we've got some signings, to be honest. And I know we're going to go through them in, but I don't think that'll be the end of the signings. I think there's going to be another two or three here hopefully before the season kicks off, but there'll be some outs as well. Well, I mean, like Wesley, I, I can understand why there's a bit of excitement. He's he's obviously a tall bloke, being six foot three, which is, fits the mould of what Alex Neal wants. A tall centre forward that can be a knockdown man, the old Sidibe role. But it hasn't gone great for him from Villa onwards, to be honest. I mean, he was brilliant at Club Brood, 111 yeah. appearances with 30 four goals and before that he obviously scored eight goals in 16 games of his club before that which was I can't pronounce Trinon in Brazil obviously but then he got an injury and he's only scored nine goals in four seasons is this why we've got him on a three probably I mean it's not filling me full of excitement but we we do know he can be a good player he has got one cap for Brazil so that's the is that a first for Stoke and then somebody will turn around and say, no, we have uh, Fred Blobzio <laughs> um, from another Brazilian club. I don't think there is another one, but uh, we'll see. I, I, don't, I generally don't think there is, but I can understand why people are excited. He's on a lot of money from what I'm hearing, but it's a one-year deal, doesn't work out. We get rid, don't we? It's simple as that. Right, then yeah. being Pearson coming back, we all know him. Good, tough man. Is he the future captain, is what people are asking. Do you reckon, do you reckon he's replacing Baker? I think Baker? Josh Laurent will be the captain. You think Josh Laurent? Yeah, what? and um, I'm ever so sorry, but it's just come into my head. Yeah. Uh, the on TXL was a Brazilian, unfortunately. The guy that we had, um, he was born in Brazil. I think he played in Slovakia most of his time. The centre-half, he sadly died about three years ago, do you remember? Oh, I remember the other time, yeah. But, but what I meant was to play for Brazil. I, I don't think we've ever had one before that. Oh, uh, no, OK. He, he, he played national football. I think it was for Slovenia, wasn't he? But, yeah, it was, yeah. But Ben Pearson, we're happy about his return. I think that's the I think that's the best signing I've seen so far. Judging, because the rest of them, I, I'll be brutally honest, I don't know. Me, I don't know. Which we'll go on to. Ryan Me. This one came out of absolutely nowhere, didn't it, this one? There was no link or anything. 
and then all of a sudden we're signing the next Moroccan international legend. I mean, he was born in Belgium and came through the ranks at Standardly Age, but it, he made his name more at Apoel, where he got 52 appearances, 19 goals, and then went on to a, a name I still can't pronounce. I mean, I've heard Ferevos, Fereventuros. That them. And it's funny because I've been there. I've been hungry. I've been to that ground. Um, but he's been brilliant for them, hasn't he? 44 appearances, 25 goals in two seasons. So he's come to Stoke for, what is it, 3.9 million we've, we've managed to get this deal done for. What do we reckon to this one? Is this one? Is he going to be the new star man at the club? Do you reckon he's got the goals in him to improve us? Well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Listen, we're going to go through all the signings and, and I think... The one thing I think you have to do is you have to give these players time to bed in. Um, I mean, he's a Moroccan international. Uh, he's obviously scored a few goals. I think it's about, about three and a half million we've played for him. He's got a three-year contract. Um, he's won uh, two league titles at Trent Lawrence. I think they won the last two. Um, but I think he scores every 148 minutes, they say, um, that he plays. So um, if we can just get him fit for the first two and a bit games, um, then we're going to get a goal out of him, aren't we? Well, that, that's the hope of it, isn't he? Do you reckon he'll find it? Because, I mean, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the Hungarian League, but <coughs> it's not built with great teams, is it? I mean, do we reckon... Yeah, he played in the Europa League, and um, so that will give him some experience. Um, you know, we've just got to look at a way of, of getting him to score because, uh, again, you, you look at players we've, we've bought in the last few years or loaned or, or taken on 12-month contracts and um, we seem to make those that were gold scored before impotent. Dwight Gale has worked his socks off for Stoke but he, he hasn't looked a class gold scored he's looked everywhere else. So I'm always careful with the... What I say, but he, he creates opportunities as well, this bloke. So we let's just hope that he does well for us. Well, that's the open to you. And then we go into Vidigal. Now, well, Vali, yeah, Vidigal. He's wearing the number seven shirt. There's a lot of hope about this one. You can understand why. Um, he was linked up with Chichi. Ch- I can never say his name. He linked up with him at Estoril somewhere in Portugal. I'm terrible with these foreign names, aren't I? I've got to be honest. But... He seems to be a cutting left winger, likes to come in on his right foot. He creates chances, but he also likes coming in and scoring. He's, he's got a decent record, to be fair. He's played a lot of football, mainly at uh, Fortuna Sittard. He had a season there where he broke into the team. He, he was at Epoel as well, which seems to be the top side in Cyprus. But let's be honest, there's only five in that league. And then Estoril, where he helped him get promotion. He was probably Maritimo's best player last season, and, and even though unfortunately for them they went down, I, I, I like the look of this lad. I think he speaks well. I think he plays well. I mean, we, we saw him for a bit in a friendly not long ago. Was it not Everton the one before that? I can't think because there's been that many. But I liked I liked his movements. I think this could be a good a good signing if we can knuckle him down but where do you see him playing do you see him on the right or do you see him on the left where he normally plays I think he'll be on the left and um, for our, I think it was Arthur Merlion wasn't it we played for him yeah. that's a bit of a, a song in these days he's, he's 24 um, we certainly needed some wingers in the past so I hope he plays and does well like I hope everybody plays and does well but for 24 year old Arthur Merlion isn't um, it's not breaking the bank is it no, it's a great deal. I think for half a million pounds, it's worth the gamble. If it doesn't work out, we've only spent half, half a million. Knowing our luck, you never know. But I, I just feel we've got... I feel that we're looking at the mark. We've asked for this. The club's done the right things. They've started looking abroad and they're trying to get little clever deals in. Now, if he turns out to be a top player for half a million, we can... You know, we might be able to sell him for some serious box. We don't know. We've got to see how he gets on. But the big thing with him is, I'll, I'll say we need to give him time. I don't think he'll start every week. I think he'll be in, in and out the squad till he gets used to the the league, really. Because it's it's difficult from going from these leagues where it's all about technique to, lead, to leagues where, you know, we've got players that will just run through you. So we're going to have to give these players a bit of time, in my opinion. 
Right, now we go to Chicharito. Ch- 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 what is his name? Chiquinho, is it? I, I struggle with his name. But I'll go... Chiquinho, isn't it? Chiquinho. Chiquinho, right. So he's, he's Brazilian of name. Brazilian of name, but Portuguese of birth. Now, he's got a good record. He's played for Estoril, part of their promotion team, which then got him a move to Wolverhampton, where he's played eight games. And they're actually really sad to see him go. They were hoping to see him in the plans for the Prem this yeah, year. He was, he was quite exciting to me. And again, he's another younger player. He looks like a player that could really inspire the city, really, because he, he's clearly ready. He's just not been playing... At Wolves, and he's the right age as well. He's not too young. He's 22, so he's ready to start playing football. And do you, I see him on the right of the forward three. Do you reckon he'll get ahead of Campbell, or do you reckon he's going to stick with Campbell on these wing positions? I think in the short term, Campbell will stay. I think there'll be two or three players looking over their shoulders now up front. Brown, I think he's a great utility player, and I think he'll stay for the simple reason that Whilst he's a great goal scorer, he works his socks off. He'll play any position for the football club. He's filled in at wing half. He's filled at wing back. He's filled in at full back. So I think Jacob Brown will stay. I think Campbell is seems to be linked with other clubs. Everton being one. And uh, my thoughts yesterday were: if he really wanted to go to Everton, he didn't do himself much good yesterday. Yeah, he wasn't. Fantastic, but I've said this so many times about Campbell. It seems to be hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah, but, and listen, he'll score for you. He'll score goals. And that's what we want him to do, though, isn't he? So, yeah, it's one of them. And we'll talk about players leaving in a minute. But first, we go into Dyson's back. I'm going to put this in a nice way. I'm glad he's back. Uh, I do think that they probably expected him to get Wolves. Probably expected him to get. Uh, another move somewhere else and when it hasn't happened I'm so glad that we've stepped back in for him because he's, he's only 21 and he loves playing for our football club and that's what you want isn't it somebody that loves playing for Stoke City yeah it's great to see him back because he he, he was sort of the shining light in the second half especially on that good run he Scored three goals. He looked deadly when he was breaking forward. A bit suspect at defence, but to be fair, he is a young lad. He's probably not strong enough yet to be that defensive player. But I think he's a good inclusion to our squad. And I'm I'm so happy he's back because I didn't think we would get him back. Because Wolves... No, I didn't either. Because he looked like Wolves had washed their hands of him. And then all of a sudden he's back through the door. And it's great to see that the club's got these players through. Now a player that... I'm. A bit dubious of, but the manager seems to like him a lot, and I think getting this time we aren't making the mistakes of old, where managers wanted players from previous clubs, and we didn't get him. Whereas this time we've got one so far, but he's he's brought a few loans back that players he wants. But Johnson, what what do we think of this one? Because apparently he was good a couple of years ago. Well, he's thirty. He's attacking midfielder. Uh, he's come on a free. From that, there's no such thing as a free, we all know that. But um, it's not cost us a huge amount of money, I wouldn't think. Uh, for me, the jury's out. He, he, he got knocked, didn't he, the first, the first time he appeared, or the second time. And um, I, I just want to see a little bit more of him in the midfield. I don't think he'll be a regular starter. I think Pearson will be a regular starter. I don't think he will. But he obviously sees something in him. He was desperate to get him, and what was more important if the player wants to play for our manager. So, uh, yeah, I think that's one to wait and see. Yeah, I think it's a good signing. He's played a lot of football for Preston. He was there for all three years, um, Neil is. I don't think he, sp- he signed him, but he liked him a lot when he was there. And to be fair, he played brilliant football under him. He was probably one of their best players behind Pearson at his time at Preston. So we'll see how this one goes. But I, I love how Alex Neil came out and said... It's nice to have an attacking midfielder that doesn't get cropped all the time. And then not long into his debut on, on the friendly, he got yeah, injured. Cropped. So, Alex Neal, please, when you talk about these players, don't mention injuries because some of them are made of biscuits. Right, so next player is Michael Rose. Now, I don't really know much about him, but do we think he's going to be first choice? Uh, well, I think at the moment he will be. And I think when you look at yesterday's team sheet... Connor Taylor will probably be leaving Stoke, whether that's on a loan or permanent. I've no idea. I tend to think it will be a permanent, because you can't keep hanging around at his age and want to come in the team. But Michael Rose, 
free transfer from Coventry looked okay yesterday, didn't he? Didn't look out of sorts yesterday. I think currently he will be our our main fullback. No, I did like him. I thought he was. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, I liked him. He was steady. Eddie wanted. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. He, well, he didn't make any mistakes. To be fair, he he did his job well. And I think that's why he's had a good career with Coventry, hasn't he? I mean, I'm a yeah. bit weird, a bit strange how they've let, decided to let him go. I mean, apparently they decided they wanted to get rid, and a bit shocked by that because he's been such a mainstay of that club for a fair while. But I think it's a good signing because he's only he's only what 26, 27. He's not an old player, but he's got a lot of experience. If he is backup, it's a great backup, if anything else. But I thought he linked well with Wilmot, that was an improvement to me, and it was nice to see Wilmot playing right centre-back, where he's normally brilliant. We just want his long air back and start pushing it forward now, because I think... But I still do believe we need another centre-back, and I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about left-back. Now... Mark Travers. I think, two, I think we want another centre back, a left back, and I think he wants an attacking midfielder. That's what I believe he wants. Oh, well, we'll wait and see what we'll talk about that after. But for Mark Travers, I'm a bit miffed because this originally was going to be a permanent signing, now it's a loan. What, why do you reckon? Is, is because the way Mark Travers was talking is, is if his future's here. He seems to really want to play for the club, he, he wants to be a number one and push forward. I'm just hoping it's not another Angus gun, I'll be brutally honest, but I like the look of this lad. I thought he did all right yesterday. What do we think of him? Uh, I thought he did all right yesterday. Um, he didn't really have a lot to do, though, did he? Not really, no. no. So it's hard to, hard to pin anything on him at the moment, but listen, I hope he does well, and uh, as much as Jack Bonham, 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 as Chipers, we all know that he's probably a less than perfect first choice keeper, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's links of him going, and we don't know how true they are. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in two minds. And finally, Stevens. I'm not. It's a bit. It's typical Stoke, isn't it? To break his heart by making his first sign a 32 year old who has been injured for a year. You <laughs> know, it's. Welcome in. Is he going to be another Stephen Ward, Jarek? Because I, I not rated him in the friendlies, to be honest. I think he's steady, but I think he's a backup. What What do you reckon to Stevens? Uh, I I don't know. I would like to think he was a back backup, but um, I honestly don't know. Let's hope he is. I'm, I'm hoping that. I really am. Right, and we've now mentioned and talked about the players that have come in. Uh, do you think there's going to be more? What do we think of Bayram? What do we think of, apparently, May's brother is being linked with Stoke now as well, who is a left-back, apparently a good player as well. What do we reckon here? How many, do, we, do we reckon there's going to be three, four more? I think there'll be three more. I think, we'll, I think well, I think he'll want three more. He'll want uh, definitely another centre-back, particularly if Conor Taylor's going. Uh, and I think Conor Taylor will go. Um, then you want... Um, no, I think they'd be mad to let him go to another championship club. So, if, it, if you look at that, need a left-back. Uh, and I think we need an attacking midfielder, central midfielder. But there's rumours Bayram could still happen. I'm hearing rumours of Twans Abbey. What do we reckon of them two? Do you reckon one of them is, is a possibility? I don't think Twans Abbey will come. I don't think Twans Abbey's proved his fitness. I just don't... I, I wouldn't take Twans Abbey. Listen, they'll try and get him as will other clubs if everything else fails. But you're just getting another uh, Nick Powell, in my opinion. Well, the figures with Swans RB, because uh, apparently with Bayram, they're, they're holding on for knocking the price down. So apparently they want a loan with a guaranteed £9 million signing at the end of it, which I think is farcical, to be honest. I think they're old enough to knock that down. But Swans RB, I think, if we could get him on a decent, like... A short deal, but not as big a contract as what he's hoping for. I probably would take a gamble on Twan's Abbey because he is a Rolls Royce of a defender, and you never know. Can he get fit? Would you say no? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But only for the reasons I've said. That I don't think he's uh, fit enough. Well, that's the end of that then. Um, Bayram, what do you know? Nothing. Next question. 
Cam. So who do you think the Cam is? Because they're obviously being linked to names. Do you reckon it's going to be Cannon? Because he's the next name on the. Being... Obviously, obviously, I've no idea. I've no idea, but it's quite clear when there's being linked to some of these players, they obviously know that he's after uh, something like that. Um, but it's whatever you think, and, and we were all concerned at the end of last season. Uh, there's a bit of change of plan at Stoke. A lot of people have said the change has been far greater than they expected. We all know we needed a change. We couldn't carry on the definition of insanity, we all know, trying doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Um, if this doesn't work, then does somebody come in and rip it all up and start again? Because then they'll have 14 players in the squad that we don't want. So it has to work. And I think the owners will stick with Alex Neal, even if we have a horrendous start for the season, which we shouldn't, by the way. I think you have to stick with this manager now. You have to give him the time that he wants. He can't fall back and say it's not his team now, uh, but I genuinely think there's no way we can change and go somewhere else if this doesn't work. It'd be suicide. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the new look alike... I think I'm, I'm liking the fact that we're taking advantage of statistically good players. The new person who's come in, an American entity, I, I don't know his name, to be honest. But the people who've come in, I, I, I applaud the club. They've been brilliant in every aspect so far in this summer window. I mean, not only not only the transfers that are coming in, it's nice to see foreign players, not just the typical six Stevens type players, you know, experienced old players on free transfers. But one thing I've been seriously impressed with is the is the social media side of thing, the videos. The, it's been it's been interesting to watch this year. Like it's not just a bloke putting his thumb up, going, "I'm glad to be here." You know, they've they've put some effort in this. It's been it, we we finally look a bit professional, Ange. Well, you've got a really good videographer in Will Far, and Will um, came. He is a local lad. He he was he went to Watford when he finished his qualifications and he was delighted to get back to Stoke quickly I think he was only at Watford for about 10 months and he's, he's a really good bloke and um, I would agree with you the stuff that's coming out of Stoke now is far better than we've had for years and, and long may it continue yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic right so now we've discussed the players coming in and we think there's we're a bit in the dark um, now players leaving now there's a few players that have got rumours. We've already pretty much discussed Campbell. We think unless Everton come on with a decent deal, we're probably going to stick with him. Brown, I don't think will go because until May gets fully right with the way we play, I think Brown will play a bit more than we expect. But what's this mean for Gale, Tymon, Thompson and McCarran? What do we think of these? And obviously Connor Taylor. What what do we reckon to these players? First we'll go well, I, think, I think Connor Taylor will go. I think if somebody makes an offer for Gale, he will go. But I could see Gale doing well in the current setup if he if he got the crosses across that we would like to see. Campbell, I think if somebody made a decent offer for Campbell, well what the club felt a decent offer, I genuinely think he would go. Although up to now he's still our best goal scorer. Connor Taylor, I'm pretty sure, will be going. Tymon will look better with a winger in front of him. So I think Rajuri will be out on Tymon. But when you look at the players we had last season that have gone, Nick Powell, he had to go. Morgan Fox is signed for Queen's Park Rangers, so we need we need another left-back. Then there was the letter DeMarco De Haiti, who we sent out to Turkey. He's gone now. Tom Edwards has gone to Huddersfield. I think a lot of people felt he wasn't good enough. He's a right-back. He got rid of Klukas. He was a centre midfielder. Um, we haven't, I don't think we've got enough cover there. Tasho Klubuz was also a central midfielder. You've lost two centre-backs in Jagielka and Flint. So you've got, to, you've got to get somebody in for them. And uh, Selena, he was an attacking midfielder too. So... If you think that we've got Klukas, Tashin Okudu and Selena that are gone, uh, and I guess you could say Nick Powell attacking midfielder too, we haven't replaced all those four positions. That's why I'm saying I think we're after another midfielder. Well, you've got Onuma. Um Do you reckon that's done? 
Do you reckon it's just a, a case of proving his fitness? Uh, yeah, probably. I think what he. Think? I think he's coming in. I, I don't mind him to be honest. I think he's an all right player. He's got a good pedigree from the past. As a backup, he's probably worth it for me. There's worse players that we could have, but so I've got a feeling Timon's going. I've got a feeling if Everton do put a bit of an interest and maybe put three, four million in, Stoke will probably say yes. Uh, yeah, but for some reason they like him. I, I honestly, I don't know. That's his father that's doing that. Well, that's what I mean because he's got a strong links with Everton, anti. So I'm wondering if he's trying to have a weird. Because I mean, let's be honest, Everton are desperate. They've lost Townsend. They've got no right winger really. They might go. He's four million. We need him. We'll we'll give it. Give him a go. But his his dad sort of, you know, I'll be honest, pissed me off by sort of saying that Stoke is beneath him. And I'm like going, well, not really, to be honest. I know he's been here a while. He's been here seven years now. But he hasn't really pushed on to be that player we wanted. So if an offer comes in, I'm I'm more than happy to see him go. Because he hasn't really lit the city on fire, has he? He's had moments, I admit, for me, he's an hot and cold player. He's like a Defoe. He's off, he's on, he's off, he's on. I don't like them players. They, they annoy me, as everyone, which is why I wasn't a big fan of Bojan and certain players like that, where it was hot, cold, hot, cold. I, I don't like cold. But, time, and I've got a feeling Rangers will come in again. Because it was Beale who was interested in the past, when he was assistant manager to Gerrard. That could happen. Would you be? Would Would you mind him going? Really? No, no, not at all. No, I wouldn't either. Jordan Thompson's the one everyone's talking about. Now he's played a hundred games for Stoke. Can you name me his best ever game? No. No, I can't either. It's a bit of a struggle. Would do you reckon he's had his time now? Really? I think you have a very limited time at uh, at the club. He's going to go, isn't he? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, we're still, we're still vulnerable, you know. If, if, let's say Ben Pearson, I, I've heard that uh, he's got a niggle. Um, if he does, if he isn't fit, we're still vulnerable in that midfield. But we still, we've got, we've got Josh Lorenz who can fill back, and maybe Unama comes into the team. I mean, I, I, for me, I just, I, I'd rather just. Say, Jordan, go get yourself back to Blackpool, son. Go on. I, do, I just don't rate the lad. I don't think he's stepped up at all. He's had plenty. Now, he's played over 100 games. Now, if he can't step up and prove that he's good enough now, he never will, will he? Let's be honest. He's, he's not. No, but, but it's not. There's also other things to think about, right? So, all these new signings yesterday, they huffed and puffed. Um, for all the huffing and puffing, the defenders, midfielders, or attackers, how many. Clear-cut chances did we have? We didn't have many, no, I, I agree. Right, um, and, and, and then what happens? You dominate the game for the most part, right? And, and uh, what was it, the six-minute of injury time? They get a corner, um, and we let... We, we don't clear it, and then we let, um, we let them score. Yeah, I agree, but I think a lot of these players aren't fit and ready yet, all the the new signings and that. Well, they've got to be fit and ready for next week. Well, that, that, well to, to be honest, this is what I was on about with with giving it time because I don't think a lot of these signings are going to be ready yet. I think Chiquinho yeah. will be ready, I think. I think Hoover will be in. Pearson will, will be in. Um, Onomar, I don't know. But what what what's happened with Baker? Is he going? Because this this is very strange. He's barely played. Baker's injured, and he sat right in front of me watching the game. I don't think Baker will figure for a couple of months, and and so they can't get rid of him. But when you look at all the players you've got up front now, you've got Brown, you've got Chiquino, you've got Campbell, you've also got Vidigal, you've got Wesley, you've got Ryan May, right? And then you've got Emery Tesgall that's still knocking around to come back, Nathan Lowe as well, and Dwight Gale. So you can't keep all those players, and if you could, you wouldn't keep them all happy. So some of those will go. Well, we'll quickly go through it now. So yeah, so straight away we're going with um, Baker, keep or, keep or get rid of it, up to you. Well, I think he'll get rid of Baker. Um, Brown? I think he'll keep him. Campbell? Oh, that's hard on. I'm on the fence. 
Come on now, we're pushing you. Keep all go. Go. Uh, Dwight Gale. Go. Bonham. Bonham will stay and be backup goalkeeper. Ooh. Timon. Stay. Oh, Jordan Thompson. Go. Ben Wilmot. Stay. He's bloody is staying. Uh, Liam McCarran. Oh, God, I forgot about it. I know, I did. Uh, go. Uh, Josh Laurent. Stay. He's bloody is staying. DeMarjo Wright Phillips. Where? Anywhere, but you won't be staying at Stoke. Go. Oh, I, I, I hope they keep him to be honest. Well, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, Connor Taylor. Go. Lewis McCarry. Go. Oh, fielding. This is really what this is what I want. This is what I'm thinking will happen. Oh right, okay. Well, I wanted, uh, but there, there was an option there of um, loan as well. But fielding. Tezgal. Stay. Sparrow. Stay. Blondie. Stay. And Nathan Lowe. Stay. So when you look at that there, there's a lot going that I didn't think you'd say go. I mean, I'd definitely, for me, I'd definitely keep hold of DeMarjo Wright-Phillips, but apparently he's fallen out of the club, anti Connor Taylor, I'd only loan out. I wouldn't let get him go permanently. And Louis Bakari... Again, there's another one I forgot. Liam McCarran, let's be honest, he couldn't get in the Vale team, so as soon as you can get rid of him, you get rid of him, don't you? But, I mean, what do you reckon the first eleven's going to be for the, for the Rotherham game? We'll move into that now. So we've got Rotherham. Travis. You are? Travis in goal. Yeah, yeah. And 10 others. <laughs> You're positive on Travers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, do you, so what, what do you reckon we're going to play? Do you reckon we're going to play five at the back? Are we going to go with a 4-4, four, four, well, a 4-2-3-1? Or what we're do you reckon? A back three. A back three again? We haven't got three percent of backs, have we? We'll, have to, we'll go with a back three. So who's gaining your back three? Rose. Yep. And two others. Well, it's going to have to be Wilmot and Taylor. There's no one else, is there? It's going to be Wilmot. Um, and I think he'll put... Uh, Ender Sanders there. What has left centre back? Yeah. I hope not because we've basically then just swapped Fox for Stevens. <laughs> you know, let, let's go with it. But Rotherham, this is going to be. I don't know. People are jumping into this a little bit too excitable for me. I mean, I was talking to Viper, you know, Will Famous Viper, and he was talking about a 4 0 win. Honestly, I was trying to grab hold and sniff what he was drinking. I mean, are people getting a bit too excited at the moment, Dan? So you're going two one. I'm going to go one nil, and I, I pray we get that. Um, there's a lot to bed into this team, and without the new signings raring and ready, we do look a bit threadbare. Still, I've got to be honest. I think defensively we're a bit soft. I don't think we can play three at the back, like you're saying. I think we're going to have to just bite the bullet and go four four two. But I don't trust Stevens at left back, and I don't trust Timon at left back. So it's a position that we're going to talk about. But, oh, one more sign I forgot about. The lad from Colchester. That's near enough done, isn't it? Yes, I would like to think so. I don't know. But I think he, he, he can play left-back as well. Is And apparently he's similar to Sterling, powerful, quick. You know, so that could be the case. But, yeah, going back to Robert, I, mean, I just want to put that in because someone reminded me. Um this we've got to start positive, haven't we? And we can't go into this game and have it and destroy all this positivity, can we? We can't go in and lose this game two 0 We've got to get out there and, and prove that we can hold it, hold our own. We don't want a bad start because because all that because you know what happens with Stoke fans if you pop that bubble too early, 
it's just moan and groan, isn't it? We've got to start positive in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is going to be a difficult one. I don't care what anybody says. Rotherham are not, not pushovers. They're a very solid team. I, I can't think of who they signed, to be honest. I don't think there's many I know offhand. But they're a, they're a purely style team, aren't they? Very hard to break down. Difficult to get round. So really, this is a type of game where we need Vidigal and Cicinio up for it and ready, really. I actually think all the clubs that will come to Stoke this season will be difficult to break down because it's going to be the hardest championship that we've been in. Oh, without a question. This is probably... these. I don't want to disrespect Rotherham, but this is probably one of the easier games we're going to play. Everybody in that this division next year is going to be tough. We've got Leicester, who I think are going to walk it. You've got... Southampton, who, let's be honest, haven't let a lot go. They've still got Ward-Prowse in their midfield. I don't think that's going to be for much longer. Looks like West Ham are going to have him. You've got Watford, who, let's be honest, have got some decent signings. Well, not, well they can't sign anyone, but they've got some decent players. I, I mean, on prediction-wise, who do you reckon is going to be up there? Because we'll do predictions after when the transfer window slams shut. But... Do you reckon we could get in there? Do you reckon we could sneak those playoffs if things click? You always hope that you can make the playoffs. Do I think we will? No, I think we'll. I think an achievement this year, given that we've got so many new players, will be top half of the table. I'd be, I'd be ecstatic at that. I know, I know it sounds negative, and people might jump down my throat and go, "Oh my God, you, you've lost hope." I, I think us finishing, um, you know, tenth to eighth next season would be a right move forward for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, playoffs, we don't know. Until these players gel, we might be terrible for the first five, six games and then after that, things start clicking. We don't know. We don't know. We, I'll be honest, I don't know much about Vinigal. I know he's, he's an explosive player that can kind of turn a game on his own. I know that. Cicinio, we still don't know in English football. He's only made eight, eight appearances for Wolves, so we can't judge him. We know how good Dyson is. We know how good Ben Pearson can be. Um, but it's that midfield. I don't know what he's going to play. and it, It's going to be interesting, Rotherham. I think Stoke will win, because I think we need to. But I think it will be tight. Because... We don't know what these players, but what I'm going to say to every fan who's out there who's listening now, who might be getting a little bit too excited, be excited. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and burst that bubble, but let's not start thinking we're going to win the first three games four five nil like Viper does. Am I right? I don't think we we'll win the first three games. Well, who've we got in the first three games? We've got well, we've got. In actual fact, we play at home on Saturday against Rotherham, and then and then the following week we've got West Brom in the League Cup, followed by Ipswich away, and then it's what for the home. See now, I'll be honest. I I, I want six points from them first two games. Right. Well, West Brom's obviously League Cup game, so if you, you take them out, you've got Rotherham, Ipswich, Watford, Millwall, Preston. Those are your first five league games. Watford's difficult. We don't really do well against Watford, to be honest, because the referees love love cheating us. But Ipswich have just come up. They're going to be positive. They're going to be up and going. Um, they haven't made many signings from what I've, what I've seen. But I expect I expect six points there. Okay. Watford draw might see a defeat. I'm not 100%, but we should... For me, we've got to be on the ball with the, with the weaker teams because... There's, there's some dog-fighting teams in this division. It's going to be difficult. I think Bristol City have improved well. I think uh, they've still got Alex Scott as well, that, but they've made a signing that I wanted Stoke to make for a long time, Jason Knight. He's now at Bristol City. I think Birmingham City have signed well. Ethan Laird from United. They've let Their best player's gone, though. Chongi's gone Luton. First, uh, six points from them, first three games. Yeah, OK. That's what I'm hoping. Because we need to get something against Rotherham, Ipswich. We need to say welcome, welcome to the championship. Watford, I don't know what their state is. I know they've just been banned for a transfer window out there for a season, aren't they, from buying players because of that Kulu deal? I don't know. I mean, what are your feelings are? What are you thinking about with this start? What What would you expect from the first three games? Uh, I would hope that we beat Rotherham. 
I think we'll struggle at Ipswich, their first uh, home game of the season. So I take a draw there. I think Watford will struggle against because we always do. So of the first three games, I would happily take five points. I would too. I mean, to be honest, I would, but I think I think we've got to try and push the boat out hard at, at Ipswich and try and because I mean if we can get six points from that first the first two games it, the positive will go through the roof that bubble gets bigger and then you know it, it just it leads to a positive season but what I don't want is his first three games we've lost all three or only got a point that's I don't want that but we'll see what happens right now there's been a lot of talk about the women's game obviously the World Cup's on who do you think's going to win Ange I mean I was close with the men's one last year when I picked Japan um, yeah, you were that close. You didn't get out the first round, did you? And I picked the winner, if I seem to remember. No, we did. We did. We got to the quarterfinal and then were robbed by refereeing decisions. But um, who did I pick? And you mocked me. Uh, yes, you won the World Cup one last year, but the Women's World Cups are in full flow, and I think England are going to win it. No chance. Don't be like that, Ange. We're going to win it. Uh, I think injuries have done for us, and whilst Kira Walsh hasn't done the ACL, which is brilliant news. Without her on the pitch, it's going to be a big, dif- a real difficult task. Um, I've just got this horrible feeling that Germany might win it, but my dark horses are actually America. I think USA will win it. I mean, we can't have Germany winning it, so we don't want that. Cause, I mean, how many times have they won it? They've won it a fair few times, aren't they, already? Is it three or four? Um, well, definitely, we've never won it. <laughs> but, um, but the other nations, do we think there might be a bit of a, a bit of a underdog there with the other British nations in it? No, I think. Listen, I think China will give England a really difficult game on Tuesday. They'll just sit in a very low block and um, try and frustrate us. And after they've frustrated us, they've got one good forward who might put the ball in the back of the net. I don't think England will get past the quarterfinals. I think they've got a great chance to win it if everybody had been fit. But unfortunately, it's just uh, a step too far, I think, now. Uh, and the other thing I would say is that people talk about ACL injuries being bad for everybody. They're just as bad for men as they are for women. But the preponderance of women getting ACL injuries now is partly to do, they think, with the menstrual cycle because your ligaments stretch at certain parts of your menstrual cycle. But well, here's something I bet you didn't know, Ian. Women have to wear men's football boots. There is no women's football boots anywhere in the world, right? And we walk differently because of our different types of pelvis shape, and a lot of it is now being looked at. at the boots aren't fit for purpose. It's like men going to work in high heels all day. And I can imagine you and one or two other people laughing at that at the moment, and I'm laughing too. The thought of you going to work in high heels doesn't really fill me with anything but dread. But you see how it would cha- change the balance of how you moved. If you had to work in high heels for a day because of the shape of a man's foot, you'd find it difficult. And uh, women playing top-class sport in, in equipment and shoes that don't fit them could have a, a big effect on and how their balance, their weight is balanced, and that's why they get ACL injuries. Well, I'll be honest with you, Ange, I've only, worn, I've only wore high heels once for a stag do, and it was a nightmare. I had to take them off after 10 minutes. I, I thought I was going to break my heel. It was horrible. It was it was not a nice feeling, especially me. I'm a bigger bloke, can't I? I'm not. I'm six foot one and 17 stone. I'm not. I was a bit thinner then, to be fair. But no, it's, it's, I think we've got a market here, Andrew. Do you reckon we can make some money by creating these boots? I mean, I'm amazed no one's thought of this before. But well, there are companies researching into that. I just thought I'd put that for a point of interest. And the other thing is, I've been quite, you know, I look at the oatcake sometimes. Well, how can I put it? There's been a lot of people disparaging about the Women's World Cup, saying women can't play football, etc. I just don't understand why people watch it if they don't like it, switch off. But having said that, there are several people who think that the, the football is is really good. And um, that's that's great. I'm really chuffed about that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it's a great sport. I'm a fond believer in the women's game. I always have been. I don't like it. I don't like when people are moaning about it and, and really having a go. I mean, it's like the comparison that it's man man's game and, and women's game. There is a big difference. I mean, the goalkeepers are left, have got a lot a lot of improving to do. But other than that, it's it's a great game. I, I've enjoyed the World Cup. I enjoy going down and watch the women's team. 
Yeah, Stoke's women's ladies team, women's team, whatever I can say now, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it's been great. And speaking of the women's team, you've got a lot more involvement with our women's team from now, haven't you? Yeah, just going back to the to, to the actual this World Cup, Colombia have actually done something that most people didn't expect today, and that was beat Germany by 2-1. Now, the goal doesn't matter who scored, it doesn't doesn't matter everyone that could be a great result for us because that would mean I think should we end up in our group where we hope to be um, we avoid Germany in the quarterfinals so that would be nice wouldn't it Oh yeah, the further we can get, the better. You know, I want to keep watching England. It's it's, it's a great event. Everybody loves it. Everyone's talking about it at yeah. work. The further we can get, the better. I mean, I've still got a hope we can win it. I know we've got we've had a lot of injuries that have impacted. There's there's no question of that. Which is if we can get, which is even better if we can get to a semi final with, you know, top players out of the team. It's great for England, isn't it? It's great when I mean, we've won the Euros. Yeah. We we can't yeah. be too greedy. Yeah, France are going to take a bit of stopping as well. So yeah, I'll basically bet to Germany, France and America. I had to pick any of them, I'd pick America, so I'm sticking with America. But that's what's good about it as well, is that there's a few teams now. I mean, when I was young, because I've always watched the women's, whenever it was on TV, I used to always watch the FA Cup, because it was, it was televised, the FA Cup final. But now there's a few teams. USA have got a good side, French are improving, you've got Brazil who've got a good women's team. You've got... They hated played well against us too. Yeah, you've got, there's some good teams coming out. China have got a good good women's team. It, yeah. It's improving. Well, you can see the improvement. China won the Asian Championships here, and they're no Yeah, that's what I mean. It's improving. You can clearly see it's improving because nobody knows who's going to win it. I think England, for me, were favourites till they got the injuries. But yeah. it's great to see. But our women's team's improving slightly as well. And you've got a new. Have you got a role at the Stokes women's team? Well, we have a new head coach, his name Marie Hurahan, who is a former Irish international goalkeeper who won the Super League, has played for Chelsea, Manchester City, won the FA Cup three times and has played abroad. So she's the new head coach. Lee Roberts will carry on as the um, deputy head coach, the assistant head coach. We've got, got a really good goalkeeping coach in Jack Shirley. Adam Cookson is another coach that works with the women's first team. Chris Brown works with the development squad, and um, I'm the general manager. So uh, the book stops with me if anything goes wrong, and if everything goes right, then everybody else claims the success, and that's the way it should be. So it's an interesting time for Stoke women. Uh, gone semi-professional this year. Now we've got the first ever women's head coach at the club, um, and you know it, it would be really nice if they got a lot of support this year. We're desperate to play more matches at the Bet365. And uh, the one I would love to play at the Bet365 is when we play Newcastle, because they always bring a lot of fans, and it'd be quite nice if we weren't outnumbered at the stadium. So you and all your mates will have to come. Well, yeah, of course we'll always come down, especially at the Bet365. I'll be honest, I don't like the ground they play at normally. I think it's a bit of a dump, to be honest. But now we're semi-professional. Things are moving in the right direction. I can't believe... The quick turnaround that's happened, Ange, and you've got a lot to do with that, haven't you? It's been brilliant, see. Well, listen, it's very nice of you to say I've got a lot to do with it. it I was brought in by the club to try and take the women's game forward. Some people may or may not know I've started women's professional squash, and I saw a lot of things in, in the football club that I saw in squash that we just simply weren't geared up to be professional, and you have to learn very quickly. And if Stoke don't continue... Uh, to continue to move forward then the same thing will happen again uh, because other clubs I mean Newcastle United are playing paying their players the best part of 37 grand a year and um, we're not anywhere near close to that at the moment so we just have to carry on going as we are and hope that uh, things work out for us on the pitch we're going to have a really good go this season but it'll be really, really tough. It will be just as tough as our championship for the men. So uh, anybody that wants to come along and watch that's a season ticket holder gets in for free. So, you know, there's, it's not going to be a massive cost for people to support us and we would appreciate everybody's support. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I also don't agree as well with the season ticket thing. I think, I think people should be paying, personally, because it, it'll only help the women's game, won't it? I mean, it Absolutely. I, 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 I prefer that. Yeah. Because yeah. 
most of those supporters are going to be them are going to be Stoke fans anyway, aren't they? So, you know, it's sort of you could get a gate of nobody, but no money coming yeah. at all, but have four thousand there, you know. But like I say, anybody going down, it would be great, great for the women's game. I think the club's made an effort this year, to be fair, and things have been put in place. Angie's now got is pretty much in charge of it now. So if the rubbish, I will, I will be on your Ange. I've got to be honest. But is there anything we want to add before we bow into his first game of the new season? Well, I just think I just think it would be really nice. Everybody is going to be up for the first game of the season. It's really nice to be back with the podcast. Uh, the one thing I would say is if people are expecting us to go in and be absolutely brilliant from the word go, because people are ex- excited about the season, just ease off a bit because it's really tough when you've got 14 new players in the squad. We're going to have to be patient. It will be a rocky road. It wouldn't be Stoke City without a rocky road. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I didn't think I would say that uh, two months ago. Did you? No, I wouldn't have said that a month ago. I've got to be honest. Even I'm getting the buzz. I don't, I'm not. I'm not losing my head. I'm, I'm not talking like Viper and thinking we're going to win the league. But I, I think we could put give it a good go this year. I, I think we've made some positive signings. We've got the, the clubs moving forward in all directions, which is it's it's weird to see because it seemed like for four, five, six years we were stuck in the same pit where nothing was changing. But it seems like this year. It seems like the club's starting to learn. It seems like they're learning about the what I've been asking for, hitting the foreign markets, doing stat-based signings like May. And I'm 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 impressed, Andrew. And I think everyone's got to be excited. But let's let's just let them the new players settle in first before we start expecting smash teams four 0 That's all I'm going to say on that. Right. Well, it's been great to be back, hasn't it, Ian? It has. It's great to be back, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, with three points, four nil win, and the ladies winning four nil. Well, that's it. That's another one done, Ange. So, thanks for listening. We're back. We're back stronger than ever. Obviously, if you're a first time listening, this is the first time you've listened. Welcome, obviously, and if you could add or like or share. Tell your friends about it. That's the best way the pod can move round by the word of mouth. We've been doing very well recently. I'm glad to say that we're nearly on a thousand followers on on Facebook. Still getting close to the 500 on Instagram. So if you could go on there and join and follow, it would be brilliant. And if you are listening on iTunes, if you could, you could just do us the honour of giving us a five star review, it means a hell of a lot to the podcast. It means so much to me. It's been brilliant. I've had many of the a great comment on there some have been like little tips to improve so thanks for listening to all the best